person is more often than not initially really loving, charming, caring, the lies start slowly and small, making it so that almost anyone can be susceptible to gaslighting to varying degrees. Often the victim finds it so hard to believe that their partner has actually changed. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Join us. Well, we've certainly seen more than our share of lies, manipulation, and gaslighting in the past few years. More than I ever could have imagined, and I have a really good imagination. Never have I ever. Right? So we all pretty much know what constitutes lying. Don't need to go into that. Today, we're focusing on that special manipulative technique that has come to be known as gaslighting. Gaslighting's tricky. It's an insidious kind of psychological manipulation that happens most often in abusive intimate relationships, though it can happen in any relationship, even with a close friend, coworker, or family member. Right. And on a larger scale, most recently, we've seen a level of gaslighting used by some of our, you know, most despicable government leaders, shady media outlets, and a lot of narcissistic types of people out there. The term gaslighting comes from a 1938 play called Angel Street by Patrick Hamilton that was adapted by Alfred Hitchcock in a film called Gaslight. Right, Cindy, in the film, an abusive husband tries to make his wife think she's going insane by making slow, subtle changes all around her, including slowly and steadily dimming the flame on a gas lamp. And while he does this, he also abuses her and cuts her off from her family and friends. He isolates her. And as a result of his messed up shenanigans, the wife actually starts second guessing herself, her feelings, her perceptions, and her memories. She starts feeling neurotic, crazy, out of control, which is the goal of gaslighting. It's to leave the target person unsure of what's true and what isn't. Because this film was such an accurate portrayal of the controlling behaviors that manipulative people use, this type of emotionally abusive behavior came to be known as gaslighting, which references the Hitchcock movie. So that's what it is. And we're talking about it today because of the psychological trauma that being subject to gaslighting can cause. And has been caused, like we said, by everything from manipulative people to corporations who lie and make people think that they're not sick from cancer because of their toxic waste or whatever, everything. Gaslighting increases anxiety, depression, and other mental health concerns, including addiction and thoughts of suicide it can really take a toll on mental health. Exactly. People being gaslighted, by the way, don't know that's happening to them. They just know that they're feeling terrible. It can occur in personal or professional relationships, and the victims are targeted 
kind of at the core of their being, like their sense of identity, self-worth, their sense of reality, they feel really crazy. Right. Because it's not just someone lying to you, although lying is involved and is bad enough, but it's a concerted effort to twist reality to make you believe that your perceptions aren't real. And unfortunately, gaslighting is usually a pattern of behavior, not a one-time thing. It's really an undercover sort of emotional abuse in which someone creates false narratives and makes their target person question their own reality. So if you've been gaslighted even once, and you know what many people have to small and large outcomes, <laughs> but if you've ever been gaslighted, you know it creates a very confusing trapped feeling. So also if you have, you can imagine how it must feel to be gaslighted over an extended period and how you might start really questioning your own judgments and thoughts and emotions, and maybe not really be able to trust yourself, which feels very scary. True, Julie. It only takes many of us one time to be in the room with someone who tells you, no, that didn't happen when you describe something you saw or felt. Personally, I feel I can't be alone in a room with that person again. If it was a one-off and it never happens again, over time, that'll be evident. Although usually that's not how it works. Yeah, so let's talk about how it works. And by the way, if someone ever says to you, that's not how it was, you have to start thinking, maybe they're trying to gaslight me. It includes a bunch of tactics taken together that can impact your relationship and your mental health. And ultimately the victim of gaslighting starts questioning their own judgments and perceptions and becomes very confused and feels frightened. And because of that, then they often end up feeling more dependent on the gaslighting perpetrator because they can't trust their own views. It seems like the perpetrator's view is clear and the victim's is unreliable. In reality, people who gaslight others often have mental health challenges of their own and are not so stable. A lot of the time, they have some kind of psychopathology or narcissistic, antisocial, or borderline personality disorder. Right. Still, when someone gaslights you, it is a serious danger to your core sense of self. You often have that feeling like something's not right. I'm uncomfortable, but you can't prove it and you can't pick out what it is. You just have this sense that something isn't right. For example, you might have had a conversation when it was just the two of you and the person may later deny what they said or how they said it in a way that has you questioning your own memory and feelings. And that can really be confusing. You know what you heard. Did they forget? Did they miscommunicate? Why are you both remembering it differently? Because they're gaslighting. Yet their gaslighting undermines your perception of reality. It causes second guessing of the events of the memories and perceptions. Right. And because they're so sure they're right, you're questioning your perceptions. You might even end up taking blame for things that you're not to blame for or believing you just have to toughen up and stop being so sensitive. They're so sure they're right. And that makes most of us question ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of plausible deniability in what you may see or hear a person who gaslights do, even though you know what you saw and heard. If there is no other witness, it's a she said, she said situation. And of course, they retell stories in a way that moves the narrative in their favor. Always. You may recount something and they say they have no idea what you're talking about without specific examples. 
And you might be emotional. You might not have clear, specific examples. You might not have the words to explain it. And if you give a specific example, they might say it didn't happen that way or it didn't happen at all. Lying and distortion are major gaslighting tactics. People who gaslight others are often habitual liars and don't back down even with proof. They may literally tell you something never happened that you watched happen. So even when you know they're lying, they can be so convincing that you start to wonder about your own interpretation of events. And that's kind of the gaslighter winning. Encouraging confusion or second guessing is exactly what they're intending. To go with their lies and defensiveness, people who gaslight may also talk to others about you to discredit you while making it seem like they're concerned. As in, I'm so concerned about Julie's mental health lately. She seems kind of emotionally unstable. And then other people might come up to me and say, Julie, are you okay? And then I'm going to question myself even more. It strengthens the gaslighter's perspective and sets you up for people to wonder about you. It discredits you in advance of anything you may try to tell people about the person lying to you. The person who gaslights you may also tell you that they're not the only one who believes something about you, that other people see it too, even though that might not be true at all which makes you feel totally unsafe and unsupported and afraid to ask for support. So you start to feel really alone and powerless. When you get upset about any of this, the person trying to gaslight you may minimize your thoughts and feelings. For example, by telling you that what you're upset about is no big deal or that it happened two weeks ago and you should be over it or that you're just too sensitive and overreacting. I love that too sensitive thing. No, I'm just sensitive. <laughs> there is no such thing as too sensitive. I just don't like being abused. Right. So Cindy and I cannot stress enough how isolating this can feel. We've seen it. It's extremely hard to cope with feeling terribly misunderstood and invalid about things that you think or feel. You can feel afraid to talk about it with others because you're afraid they're going to see you're crazy or think that you're crazy and unstable. Also, people who gaslight are expert blame shifters. Every issue is somehow turned around so that you or someone else is to blame, never them. They are expert at that. Something else is always the cause of their bad behavior. Anyone or anything except them. If only something were different or someone else had acted differently, then they wouldn't have done what they did or what they do. I wouldn't have yelled at you if you hadn't just done what I told you to, as if it's the other person's fault for the gaslighter's loss of control and yelling. Exactly. If you try to call them out, they might claim you're victimizing them. It's so insane. And it's not useful to use the term abusive if you're talking to the victim, because people who are being gaslighted and feel whatever is happening is bad, they don't think it's abusive. And then they're going to end up defending the abuser frequently, and then they won't acknowledge the abuse that is actually probably happening. Like with other abusive behaviors, people first try to convince themselves that it's not that bad, that they're probably just too sensitive, that it's their fault. Right. Well, that's self-blame and protecting the abuser. They take responsibility for most things, and they end up apologizing all the time for whatever they do. Over time? They might feel more and more like they're just never good enough while they're trying so hard to live up to unreasonable demands and expectations. 
And with that comes distrust of others and uncertainty that they themselves are even capable of decision-making. Yeah, they really start to sort of integrate this feeling that there's something wrong with them and they're ashamed and they're concerned that others will find out. So if you're experiencing gaslighting in a relationship or think you are, there are some things you can do to protect yourself, like take some distance from the situation and the intense emotions you might be feeling. Right, Cindy, maybe physically actually leave for a while if you can, just to get that distance and perspective. Also, make sure you save evidence of things that happen. By that, I mean, like, save your texts or email conversations or even keep a journal so you can look back and help ground yourself in the reality of what you saw or heard or what happened. I think that's a really good idea. And then... Also, you need to find some validation somewhere, even if you have to provide it for yourself. But it's better to find someone else and get help from them. If you have someone to tell stuff to, like a friend or family member, that's also good for having a second sort of witness in what you saw happen and keeping the focus clearer because someone else can help you with that. Set boundaries with someone who might be gaslighting or manipulating you to let them know what you're willing to accept and not accept, such as not allowing them to minimize your actual experiences or your feelings or deny what you're saying. Unfortunately, with serious mental illness often underlying the gaslighting, the only way it stops is by ending the relationship. Right, and often suddenly and completely is how you have to do it, which is really difficult if you still care about the abuser and or are afraid of him or her but you might have to decide between taking care of you and taking care of them. A mental health professional can help you learn more about the situation, get a clearer perspective, and develop some new coping strategies to help you deal. They can also help you through an ending if that's what needs to happen. Just want to add that we definitely need to end our relationship with gaslighting politicians. We have to vote them out. Yes, agreed. And with an intimate relationship, we may have to leave. Right. And as I said, this is much harder than someone who's not being gaslighted might think. After all, the relationship doesn't start out that way, of course. In fact, the person is more often than not initially really loving, charming, caring. The lies start slowly and small, making it so that almost anyone can be susceptible to gaslighting. That's why I said before, many of us have experienced it to varying degrees. Often the victim finds it so hard to believe that their partner has actually changed. They keep waiting for the old loving partner to come back. Yeah. As the manipulations grow stronger and more complicated over time, making it more and more difficult for the victim to see the truth. In fact, the most effective people who gaslight others are often the hardest to spot. Sometimes you recognize the whole manipulative nature of a relationship by the way the victim acts or by their victim's mental state rather than by what you actually see the gaslighter do. Right, because the gaslighter does stuff in private and in public, they can show a completely different, usually charming side of themselves to most of the world. And they're really good at hiding how manipulative they are. That's part of their manipulation. It's often hard to leave a relationship, well, any relationship, yeah, 
and especially with someone who gaslights because they'll also gaslight you into believing that things will change. This is a true action speak louder than words situation. Yeah. And if you're the person who wishes to have it work out, you might forgive them and, and give it another try. But in the end, gaslighting erodes trust in the person and even in all people because you were tricked and manipulated in a relationship that you felt was trustworthy and loving. It's really hard later on to know who you can trust and who you can believe. And if anyone is trustworthy, even those closest to you, like friends and family. It is very psychologically damaging. And then there's also shame and guilt for having been naive and trusting or somehow not seeing this in the first place, feeling dependent. There's a lot to feel shame about. And also, of course, fear that you might look like a fool to others. It's hard to give yourself to love again after such an experience, which is so very sad. It's hard to love yourself too after that, because you might be blaming yourself just sure. like the gaslighter blamed you. If you believe you are in any type of relationship with someone who gaslights you, it is a really good idea to keep strong boundaries and keep some distance and talk to other people. If you need to leave an emotionally abusive relationship, you can call 1-800-799-SAFE. That's S-A-F-E, or the numbers are 7233. Or you can chat online at thehotline.org. And you can also reach the hotline by texting START to 88788. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care. <laughs>